watch Tim wishes you good luck and Godspeed. Space Monkeys blasting off with Santi Belagao. He is the head of business development at Parody. Really happy to have him on the show. Welcome, sir. Thank you very much. Actually, BD Lee. Let me do that again. What did I say? Uh, head of business development. It's a bit too much. What are you? What are you? BD Lee. Oh, the lead of business development. Correct. Stepping yeah. on your boss's toes, right? Yeah, there. exactly. I would rather not go that lead. way. Okay. If that's okay. Oh. <laughs> Editors, that is the real <laughs> clap. This is where it starts. In a long day. But more so for you guys. Okay, ready? <laughs> Space Monkeys blasting off with Santi Belagel. He's market. Space Monkeys blasting off with Santi Belagel. He's business development lead for Parody. Really happy to have him on the show. Sir, welcome. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Yeah, thank, thanks for being on here. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your background? 100%. So as, as you very well said, I'm, I'm, I'm really lead at Parity, right? Uh, I got into the space a couple of years ago. Let's say three, four years ago, more or less. I was always keen into this uh, sort of like industry. When, uh, when you say space, are you talking about the Polkadot space or blockchain, blockchain in general? Space in general, awesome. right? Mm. Yeah, um, Polkadot was always there as a very interesting project, in my opinion. But before that, I actually used to work here in Buenos Aires. I'm from Argentina. And I used to be, I used to work for Procter & Gamble. I actually sold diapers. I know a hell lot about diapers. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And now what I do at Parity is, uh, as you said, I'm a bit lead and, and I basically work in the part of the business development team that has to do with teams that are committed into building our ecosystem. Yeah. So I basically help them become uh, actually parachains on the ecosystem. So I had the chance to work with almost all pocket parachains right now and with a bunch of projects that will become parachains in the future. So that's very cool. Very cool. And how did this relationship with Parity start? You said you had kind of Polkadot on the radar. Uh, yeah. How did you officially uh, get a role with the company? So as, as I said, right, I was very much into blockchain altogether, right? And when I was at, at, at Procter & Gamble, I usually mixed up PNG and Parity a lot because they both start with a P. So just bear with me in a minute if I say something wrong. But basically, I wanted to just jump into a more technological product. I want to step out from the diapers business. Mm. Um, and ideally on that technological product would be blockchain related and ideally a very low infrastructure project, right? So Polkadot like fit very well into my desire. And I started applying for different jobs. Uh, I actually had to get a bit more of um, knowledge on development in general, right, of applications. So I got a scholarship to study web development in Lisbon. I moved to Lisbon. Oh, I studied wow. that. And then I started off as an intern at Parity. So I did 10 years of PNG, got to being a brand manager. And all of a sudden, a new internship at Parity started. And my life started again. And here we are. What, what is, uh, like, when, when you spend 10 years building a kind of a career in, uh -huh. in somewhere, mm -hmm. what does that transition look like when you have to go from, like, putting in the work, you've, you've done the hard stuff and, um, kind of proven yourself and now you have to almost start completely over mm -hmm. and work yourself up that I feel like that takes a lot of humility as well as um, being willing to kind of take that step back to potentially further your career how was that for you it was exactly like that right uh, I've got a lot of support from my wife as well to do the transition she was like okay let's do it let's go on, on this journey together uh -huh. but sort of like blockchain I'm you need to be humble if you're going to be in the blockchain space, right? Because it's impossible to know absolutely everything. 
Yeah. And the moment that you tr you think you know everything, you're just gonna lose a big picture, right? Yeah. So sure. I knew that I I needed to learn a lot of things, and internship was the right move for me. Although of course I had to humble down and say, okay, this is what I need to do for the next six eight months. I need to learn. I need to sit down and, and get at it, and I did it. Uh, and and here we are. So it was, it was, it was a good move, off, right? Yeah. So yeah. far so good. Yeah. So you're uh, working business development there. What are your main objectives day-to-day uh, -day for Parity right mm -hmm. now? So basically what I try to do is I try to work with a lot of teams that want to become parachains in our ecosystem, right? Either they want to become parachains yeah. or they want to provide some sort of service to the parachains. So think about wallets, think about indexers, like those sort of projects, right? Sure. So we sort of like work with them from an MVP stage all the way up to becoming that project that can be used afterwards. And uh, right now, uh, uh, we're working with around 60 different projects in the ecosystem. Wow. Uh, and, and scaling that up uh, in, in this year. Wow. Um, uh, so you went from, you're, you're from Argentina, right? Correct. And then you do you currently live in Buenos Berlin, Aires? Berlin, actually. Berlin? Yeah. Okay, so you went from Argentina to Lisbon, and then uh, you're in Berlin. What, like out of the different places, uh, how does Web3 impact kind of the economy or the people there? I mean, even coming here today and seeing in Argentina that Decoded is hosted in Buenos Aires, like what, mm -hmm. how does that feel to you? I'm extremely pleasantly surprised with the way that the ecosystem is in here, right? But I would divide it a little bit into what I see it's happening at the moment. So I'm seeing a lot of actual builders of applications being outside of Argentina, mm -hmm. but of actual users being in Argentina, right? Interesting. Oh. Yeah. So you've got here an economy that uh, has like 70% inflation a year. So people need to escape that. Yeah. And people use blockchain to escape that. They use DeFi to escape that, right? Yeah. And there's a bunch of things that, that a bunch of products that people here use. Um, a lot of people here in Argentina, unfortunately, got very, very much wrecked with, uh, with Luna, right? So um, Argentina has a big um, restriction on the ability that people have to buy dollars. People here can buy only $200 a month. With 60%, 70% inflation in pesos, you, you need something else to protect your money, right? Or you, or you spend it or you try to find something up. So when they saw um, Luna offering 20% yield on stable accounts a year, that was a no-brainer for everybody here, right? Yeah. But well, unfortunately, things got, got went south and... It, it, yeah, it's tragic because it's like you're taking an, an already fairly underserved kind of exactly for population, and then like they get wrecked, mm -hmm. and it's yeah, it's almost like you're just kicking when them when they're down. A hundred percent, and and it makes me very very sad to be honest, right? Yeah, uh, it's but but it still talks to the fact that people here need these tools, right? And, right. and they have to use them on on a day to day basis to. To protect themselves yeah so i guess i guess the goal or part of the goal then is to create you know what luna offered but something sustainable that people can actually mm -hmm. believe in and they can actually rely upon so they can build their lives upon yeah exactly currency that's actually working but it goes a, a bit a bit a bit far away or a, a bit um it's a bit bigger than just yield on stable coins right it's yeah. pseudo products that people can use without relying on intermediaries at all right and in Argentina specifically, there's such levels of corruptions that we yeah. are talking about money because it's the easiest way, thing to explain, but that happens in everything that you do every single day in the end, yeah. right? right. And, and try to just remove those barriers is, is what happens. But I still believe that 
from what I've had this past two weeks that I've been in, in Argentina trying to connect with the people here, it's amazing how people need to use these tools, right? And a bunch of users are staying here. Well, it's interesting. Like you, you, you definitely uh, emphasize the fact that like with with a seventy percent inflation right. rate, like of course they they have to find something better. Mm-hmm. Like that is not a healthy, sustainable way to live. It yeah. doesn't matter who you are. Like that's crazy. Mm-hmm. And but then there's also like you have people who are going to be way more susceptible to seeing like, hey, here's a 20% yield, which is also insane. Like that is not, anybody offering you 20% yield on anything is is not sustainable either. So uh, is there a way that like, there's people who are more vulnerable to these things because they are in a bigger need, they're they're desperate. So they see this like, here's my lottery, here's Mm -hmm. this golden ticket. What What can be done to help educate people to to make sure that there is some sort of safeguards like uh, there's almost a borderline of like regulation versus um education like is yeah, there a yeah. point where you regulate or focus on education and letting people just make the choices yeah exactly and i think it has mm. there's no one actor that has to be responsible for this in my opinion right it's a bunch right. of people that have to be involved in this People themselves with this sort of uh, scars, they learn as well, right? Yeah. And that's unfortunate, but that's part of the process, in my yeah. opinion, right? This is so, so new that these things will happen. Mm-hmm. And, okay. and it's part of the learning curve. But also developers or builders themselves need to be responsible on what they do, right? They need to be here for the very, very long term. It's not short-term gains. And unfortunately, this space, the blockchain space in general, right, is a lot, especially on bull markets, about very short, short-term gains where you go into Twitter and everybody says, buy this and you will become a millionaire. Right. When that's not the case. Right. Nobody gives you money for free at <laughs> all, right? Yeah. So it's just like being <laughs> responsible from a building perspective. And that is very good. And this sort of like market cycle that we're in right now, in my opinion, has the most responsible builders at all. The ones that just do not care about becoming millionaires, but Absolutely. actually producing products that will impact the, the life of the people in the long run, right? Yeah. And that is very cool. I think the, these bear markets are when, like, the real things are going to come. Yeah, like, yeah. We're going to see the real products, the, yeah. the long-lasting mm-hmm. projects are coming out of these bear markets for sure. And these people usually have the right incentives, right? So as part of my job, I do interview a lot of teams or even people that want to build in our ecosystem, right, in the pocket ecosystem. And in bull market cycles, People are more cared about like going live or having like a, a sort of like joint uh, blog post or an announcement or something like that, right? Yeah. They want to just sell their tokens. Mm. Whereas on a on a bear market, uh, people that are building on the bear market, they're more concerned about what their product does and how they can manage to deliver that, right? Right. So you hear more of those voices than the voices of people trying to get a quick buck. Whereas in the bull market, you just hear, you just hear both, right? Yeah, it was kind of crazy. You said a little bit ago that you were talking to 60 projects coming yeah, right, up yeah. on the Dotsama network. Six zero. Six zero. Yeah. Six zero. Right. So um, what kind of programs are you building to like scale that much communication, that much education? Yeah. Um, what are you doing to address this need? Yeah. So it, it all started when I joined Parity two years ago with what we call the Substrate Builders Program. That's our main, main development uh, program that we have to help teams like uh, run their their projects and become parachains eventually. That program has the 60 different projects. When I say 60, it's some projects are already connected and some projects that will become parachains in the future. Also wallets and indexers, people building tools for things like ink smart contracts and all of that, right? Mm. Um, 
But what we realized is that the Substrate Builders Program does not fit everybody, right? It has some requirements that was leaving a lot of people out. So we started this new initiative like two months ago, more or less, called Square One, that we try for it to be sort of like a lighthouse in our ecosystem, right? where anybody can try and see all the different tools that we have, all the different initiatives that we have across Parity and Web3 Foundation. And we try to understand what their status is, what their current development roadmap is, how, what is that they're looking for, and we try to match that with the initiatives that we have, right? So we started that fairly soon, and it's open to everybody, not only developers. What are, are these programs like to bring these projects in? Do you have incentives like financial incentives supportive incentives like what is it that you guys are doing to really uh support these projects it depends on what the project needs right so maybe a project needs funding because they've got an idea or i'm thinking about a project they were about to launch on luna actually right an argentinian project even though we're here no way. and they all of a sudden realized that they were they had nowhere to go right yeah and cosmos and cosmos is very similar to ink so they just pivoted to Inc. and we helped them with a Web3 Foundation grant. They actually applied and went through the process to actually deliver that Inc. product that will then deploy it on our ecosystem somewhere, right? Cool. Um, so it can be financial incentives if the teams need it, right? Which are not huge. Again, the Web3 Foundation is extremely responsible in the way that they deal with money in general, right? This money is to help people build and not, again, to just get the money and run away. Yeah. Uh, but it could be other things, right? Maybe there's somebody that has an idea, right? And does not have a team. So why don't we help them connect with a hackathon near where they live so they can pitch that idea to some developers that are on the hackathon as well so they can build it together. So it, again, it depends a lot on what they're looking for and what we can offer. Yeah. Um, this this is kind of a, prob might not be your uh, area in the mm -hmm. business, but in general, um, what are some things that parody like, like, for example, I see a lot of um, Web3 businesses kind of have a the lack of almost marketing and kind yeah. of um, putting themselves out there in, in a public eye and uh, creating a really strong branding around mm -hmm. their, their chain and stuff. What is Parity doing to kind of put Polkadot and, and some of the... Uh, products that you guys have out there and and getting it more well known and mm -hmm. adopting mainstream adoption and on kind of a, a home name yeah 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 so with Polkadot itself with the Polkadot brand the entire marketing team is doing a bunch of efforts right Polkadot decoded being in five different cities four different cities in the world plus i don't know if you follow the treasury there but there's a bunch of pin parties as well all around the world right so a lot of those things, the marketing team is sort of like coordinating them and trying to help the brand be out there, again, in a very responsible manner, right? Polkadot is sort of like this beast that's been slowly but steadily going forward. And the yeah. same principle applies to our marketing strategies. One could be aligned with that or not, it depends, right? And there's a room for everybody's opinion here, but it's sort of like the strategy that's been going on, right? But when we help teams develop themselves to be completely transparent here, we're not the best at chilling, let's say, these teams, right? Or helping them with uh, marketing themselves because we know Substrate. We know how to build these things. And that's where we are the strongest. Of course, we try always to just do maybe just joint announcements or try to tell the community. If you go to Party's blog post, there's a bunch of announcements of different milestones reviews that we do for teams and what milestones they achieved on their products and whatnot, but still like a little, little part, right? And there's a, a lot more to do. Um, but also, in my opinion, in the blockchain space in general, 
sort of like the community played always a very big role into making the projects well known, right? It's not necessarily the project itself or the company that's uh, developing the software or whatever, but the community itself comes together and helps the brand uh, go forward. Yeah. You have a question or I have another one? You have another one? Yeah, I did, man. Back to back question. <laughs> go for it, so, man. It's nice. your say, <laughs> say I, uh, I'm a, a brand new dev or a brand new builder right. and I want to, I'm, I'm going through all of the uh, ecosystems mm -hmm. from Ethereum, Solana, Polkadot, everybody. What would be the something that you would tell that person why Polkadot? Mm -hmm. I would say two things, right? The first one is, if you're serious about your product, you want to be here in the long term. And in mm -hmm. my opinion, Polkadot is an airport that's going to be here in the next 10 to 15 years. I cannot say the same thing about other products out there, other blockchains out there. So if you're serious about what you're building, if you're not tinkering around, then Polkadot is the way to go, right? Um, but in order to, for you to get there, we can also help you get there, right? So we got things like the Polkadot Blockchain Academy that's launching the first edition right now in July. The Polkadot Blockchain Academy is happening in July, four weeks, presence in Cambridge this time around with teachers like Gav, like Sean, like Rob, like all the core developers, Gav himself, right? Teaching, okay, guys, this is blockchain, this is Substrate, let's build this together. Or, or even, yeah, uh, we've got, the, as I said before, the ability to just connect you with different hackathons to, for you to just play around and develop this. Or even, I don't know, our documentation, I'd say it's pretty straightforward and well put together for you to learn and, and develop a project. But all in all, if somebody comes to me and says, hey, why should I build Polkadot? I'd say, because if you're real about this, Polkadot will last at least 10 to 15 years for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you about parity because, you know, yeah. People, people who are just like holding tokens and whatnot, we hear like, oh, we're waiting on parity to do this, waiting on parity to do yeah, this. Yeah. What can you tell us from the inside that parity is really doing in the breadth of their operations? Well, I, I could say that this is a very, very extremely personal opinion, but well, I, please. I go very much against, I'm waiting for parity to do this, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> parity is just another actor in this whole space. 100%. And this is a decentralized network. Pokara is a decentralized entity, and we're all here to build it. Of course, Parity, Parity has a big responsibility for sure because we basically write the code behind Polkadot, yep. but that should not necessarily be the case, right? Yeah. We're even open for people to write the code themselves. So the first thing that I would say to that is, well, let's not wait on Parity to do something. Let's all do it, right? Yep. Uh, but from the inside, uh, I do see a, a lot of activity going on, right? Especially, especially, especially on the development front. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sort of like in this in between on the BD space, right? Trying to help the teams develop the project. So I do talk a lot with our dev teams as well. And the activity there is quite high uh, from every single actor in the ecosystem. You could have Gav uh, asking things on a Saturday morning to all, all the other devs like, hey, this is a new PR. Can somebody review it so we can merge it or whatnot? And it's Gav on a Saturday morning, right? Yeah. And that's quite intense. Um, mm -hmm. And on the same side, uh, on the BD side that I can, I can vouch for, we try to do a lot into getting more and more builders into our ecosystem, but not only stay there when they are in here, just help them make sure that they actually build, that they stay. Yeah, very interesting. I, I, I want to bring up something else here. I think a pain point that a lot of people don't realize is uh -huh. happening right now in the ecosystem is kind of a lack of knowledgeable auditors. Yeah. Right? Um, you know, we have all these teams building amazing code, but yeah. then we only have a few firms that are actually able to verify that that code is yeah. not going to wreck everybody. Uh, how are we dealing with uh, this issue right now? And is this something that Parity's taking on or are there other initiatives that you know of? 
Yeah, so there's a security team at Parity that sort of like overlooks these things going on. Um, but it's sort of like training these auditors is not easy either, right? Oh. Um, and and the, the, the firms that are out there, like Ezra Labs, uh, Trail of Bits, Quackstamps, uh, Quackslab, there's a bunch of them, right? What we try to do sometimes is we run some experiments with them, see how they do, and try to see what we can work with together. But all in all, more people are needed in the end, right? Yeah. But it does not happen only to substrate code. If you go to Ethereum Solidity, same thing happens, right? Try to book some time with Open Zeppelin. They will tell you, okay, I've got time eight months from now, at the very least. Crazy. It's sort of like all around, right? Audits are extremely important, but there are not that many auditors across the board. Right, yeah. Well, maybe that's where the Kusama chain comes in. Maybe we can just... Exactly, right? Yeah. Not only Kusama, but Rokoko as well. Right, it's yes. Self-auditing managed. <laughs> like you're, even, even, you're yeah, even doing stuff till yeah. it breaks and keep fixing it. That's exactly. Right. <laughs> but Gav said it yesterday, right? Governance fee too. He yeah. said like, okay, we're waiting for this to be properly audited and whatnot. And it, that's parity being audited, right? Uh, and he said, but well, we'll probably just deploy this on Kusama first, right? And see how it goes. Yeah. And that's what Kusama is for, right? Expect chaos at its best. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We asked Gap about that yesterday. Like, if, you know, if we're breaking stuff fast enough, you know, and I think he's, he kind of gave the impression that no, not really. Personally, I expected to have a decent chunk of my net worth hinging on a referendum by now. That'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah but, right? But <laughs> the thing is that Kusama got to a point last year well, that was not the overall sentiment of the community, right? It got right. very serious very fast. I know. Yeah, but exactly. Fortunately, that I believe that that sentiment went away a little bit. Dissolving with, a bit, yeah. Yeah, but there was a moment with the first five parties, I think it was, that... They were like, official. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, Kusama, right? Yeah, I know. It's like, that's not, that's not what Kusama's for, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Very cool. What uh, Do you collect NFTs at all? No, not that much. No? No. What uh? But I I'm a true believer on the sort of like why NFTs exist. Yeah. I I'm not a big collectible of things in general, right? But I do believe that NFTs as as a tool in the future will be very important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. What are some of the things that you're looking forward to the most in Web three space in general? Um. One thing that I was I was point out as something that I I would love on Polkadot as well. Is a nice, truly decentralized file storage solution, right? File storage? Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you look at Web2, everything that we do, or a lot of things that we do, we need to save things around. We need to share things around. When you're sharing something, <laughs> it's sort of like saved somewhere in the middle, right? Gavin's interview. We're trying to get it shared right now. You I mean, <laughs> said that yesterday? No. No, no, no. no, no. The, the footage from it, we're trying to get we're it shared. struggling to get the data up. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> exactly, right? So, especially for the Polkadot sort of like um, architecture, a file storage chain will make a huge difference, right? So you were talking about NFTs before, right? So think for a minute, a, a Polkadot a blockchain with only three parachains. A smart contracts parachain, a DeFi parachain, and a file storage parachain, right? So right there, you can have a very nice sort of like NFT marketplace happening using all these projects all together. Because maybe you've got an NFT, right? And the smart contract says that you are the owner of the NFT, all the metadata lives on the file storage chain, and the actual JPEG and whatever lives on the file storage chain. But then I, that want, I want to buy the, the NFT from you, I just have my coins on the DeFi chain, right? So when somebody has a UI that says, hey, Santiago's going to buy this NFT. I just click a button that says buy. But what's actually happening under the hood is that the, the smart contract triggers sort of like an action to the file storage chain that changes the ownership of your metadata from you to me. It triggers another action to the DeFi chain 
triggering the transfer from my tokens to your to your account, and then it saves that information so like these things happen, right? And that is the truly purpose of Polkadot altogether. All these chains sort of like working together to provide this service, in my opinion, right? Yeah. And that could be amazing. That's that's cool. And key infrastructure then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sort of like microservices in a way. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, where can people find you on socials and yeah. follow along and, I and use, then also parodies? Yeah, I mainly use Twitter. Uh, yeah. It's at Santi Balagar. Uh, I don't know. Can yeah. you spell that? Yeah, Santi is quite straightforward. S-A-N-T-I. And Balagar is B as in ball. So B-A-L-A-G-U-E-R. Right? So at Santi Balagar. There you go. Um, and then I do use a lot of this tool. I don't know if you've been around using Matrix. Oh. Element, mm-hmm. right? Uh, a lot of dev activity happens there. Okay. So yeah, my hand is just my name, uh, parity somewhere there, right? What? Uh, what Twitter's best. What rooms do you hang out in the most? Uh, what, what do you mean on, on elements? On yeah. Well, I do just hang around a lot of the uh, different governance rooms that we have. Okay. And then I've got with all these teams that I work with, I've got rooms with all of them there. Right? Yeah, gotcha. Cool. So um, I just like I'm all over the place. Sweet, man. Well, it was so awesome to have you on here and get your perspective, uh, not only of parody, but also um, you know where we are in Argentina here nice. and where the tech is going and the tech's going to help. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you guys very yeah. much. I really enjoyed this. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. Bye-bye. Okay. Let's party. <laughs> that was sweet. sweet.